me, me, me. Ma, ma, ma. friends, you are listening to No Filter Friendship with Jen and Haley. I'm Jen Gregorio. Hi friends, I'm Haley McNutt and together we're two friends who talk too much. What is up everybody? Hello. We're so excited. <laughs> Episode two, let's go. I know, go. coming in hot. What is up? This is so exciting and I'm really jazzed about today's episode too, Jen. I'm like Same. pumped. <laughs> Same. I'm like, I really can't wait to get into this question that we have. Oh my God. I know it's going to be really juicy. Um, But first, what is up, Jen? You had quite the week. Can we please discuss? I did have quite the week. Um, You went to Florida. I did go to Florida. <laughs> Which is wild in 2020. Yeah. I guess this will be old news by the time we actually post this podcast episode. Yeah, but that's, okay. that's true. The first thing that happened to me was I went to a wedding in the middle of a global pandemic, which was Insanity. crazy. It was my cousin's and it was actually a beautiful wedding and like she looked incredible and like so happy and I am really happy for her and I love my cousin-in-law now. Did they do everything as they were planning originally? Like they didn't have to change any? Oh no, they did change stuff? They did have a venue booked and the venue wouldn't let them do it. Um, So they just had it in their backyard in a tent. Oh wow. Um, It was beautiful, but... I was just mostly nervous for my 88-year-old grandmother the whole time. I mean, because... yeah, I can imagine. But the good news is that my mom and sister and I all tested negative. Oh, God so... bless. Yeah, you've been tested how many times since we last talked? Twice. Oh, sh- I just like knowing. Oh, I thought you were going to say you like getting tested. Oh, I was absolutely like, not. No, what? it's so uncomfortable. It's not comfortable <laughs> You at all. like getting your brain swabbed? Okay. Oh, my God. Literally, they got so Thank many brain you. cells. <laughs> But so I went to the wedding and then like two days later, my parents and my little sister and I got on a plane to go to Florida. I mean, go big or go home, I guess. (laughs) And so I and also last week was my last week of my job. You it's been crazy. It's been a wild ride for you. Yeah. So I worked my last week of my job that I've been at for five years in Florida. From Florida. (laughs) Working from Florida. Wow. It was really a wild time. That must have been so surreal. I mean, especially after six months of being in your condo, essentially, mm-hmm. not being able to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden, not only is it your last week of the job you've had for five years, so a huge transition as a human, yeah. but also you're not even at home. You're in Florida, like a totally different state. <laughs> um, my little sister and I came home Thursday. So my actual last day I was home, but it was... It was so weird. Do you feel like you got a lot done even while you were in Florida? Or, I mean, it was your last week, so. I do actually feel like I got a lot done. I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't screwing my team over or my stakeholders. So I, like, Mm. really wanted to make sure that I was leaving them in a good place. That is very considerate of you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Sending out lots of emails, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. I sent out, like, three different sappy Slack messages yesterday. Oh, my God. And... (laughs) Sent an email that I sent to 185 people. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that Snapchat. Holy fucking shit. I didn't want to miss anybody. Who was it? Was it an entire department? All All your people? Did you individually CC them all? I included everybody in IT and everybody in finance because those are the two teams that I have been on. How many people was that total? Probably like 75 maybe so where do the other 100 come from i girl i do not know 
I don't know. Like I'm just friends. imagining you typing in names for like an hour. I was typing in names for a while because I was like, I don't want to miss anybody. Oh my because God. I genuinely like the hardest part about leaving the company is leaving, friends. Is leaving my friends. Like yeah. genuinely the best part about Rapid 7, I loved everybody that I worked with. Yeah. I loved my boss. Like we're homies. I love my team. I have like a great group of friends there and it's sad to leave them. I mean, I completely understand that. I feel like every single job I've ever left, actually, there's always been at least like a handful of people who I'm absolutely broken up about leaving, even if I hated the job. There's always someone who I'm leaving behind that I just feel like, I can't believe I'm not going to see you every day. And when I do see you after this, we're not going to have the same things to talk about anymore. Like eventually the people who we used to gossip about will leave and we're not going to have the same drama. It's just, it's so Mm -hmm. weird. It completely changes everything. It does. But I do feel like, because I, you know, I've been at Rabbit 7 for five years, so I have seen plenty of people leave. That's true. And I'm sure you're still connected to them. Yes. The people that I really cared about and, you know, wanted to keep in touch with, I've kept in touch with. Yeah. Maybe not all 185 people on right. that email, but, right. but a handful. Like, for example, Or <laughs> left Rabbit 7 in January. She's my best friend. Yeah. You know, so there's definitely a lot of people at Rapid 7 that have left that I'm still friends with. Yeah. And I think that me leaving, I'll just have to, like, make sure that I'm making an effort, you know? My friend and I were actually just talking about this because she's looking for a new job. And... She's been at the company that she's at for many, many years as well. She and I actually used to work together. And she was saying, you know, I'm just very aware of the fact that when I leave this company, I'm going to be leaving a lot of my friends behind. But she also said, I'm also aware that there are certain people who will never really leave me and I won't ever really leave them. Like our connection is strong enough that that's not a problem. For example, me and her like the two of us have stayed such good friends even Mm -hmm. beside the fact that we don't work together anymore so she was like while it sucks and like I don't want to think about the fact that I'm gonna have to make new friends and it's gonna be like taken out of my comfort zone my little support group I also know that it's not really like anything is changing because the important stuff stays the same so right exactly but this is my first time leaving a company oh yeah that must be Which crazy. was hard. And like <laughs> people don't really talk about how hard it is. Oh, yeah. It is. And maybe it's, it's rough. just because, and you'd identify with this, when I'm in something, I'm so in it. Yes. Like so loyal. <laughs> so loyal, so mm-hmm. in it that now not being in it anymore is so hard and confusing for me. It's like Rapid7 yeah. has been part of my brand and personality <laughs> for like five years. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to... Get a new brand? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, I guess. Get a new personality? Oh, my God. No, never. Oh, my God. Yeah, but exactly. Like, yeah, it's just weird, but... It is. It's funny. I definitely don't have exactly the same experience as you because while I have had several jobs, I've never been in one as long as you have Mm -hmm. at Rapid7. So the past times when I've had to leave positions and roles and teams like I wasn't nearly as connected as right. you are to your coworkers. so on that level like I definitely don't get it I can't even imagine but I will say on the level of like which I'm sure you're feeling a little bit maybe not like overwhelmingly but at least underneath of like anxiety and fear about meeting new people and having to do it all over again and like yeah. even though it's amazing meeting new people also 
being that fish out of water for a little bit. That is real. I've been in water for five years. You know what I mean? Like I was a fish out of water when I first started and then I got so comfortable there that now I have to completely start over, which I'm very excited about because like fun. Because like love your girl friends. loves meeting new people. Yes. Like no new friends. I don't believe in that. Like, no. I'm all <laughs> always about new, new friends, friends all the time. <laughs> always new friends. I'm always open for new friends. It is going to be really weird though because it's going to be remote. That's true. That's a whole other wrench. That's a whole other thing. Thrown like, in. That's like crazy. what the fuck was I thinking? Leaving my. <laughs> My company. You were thinking this is a good job and a good opportunity for me, and I need to take it. Oh my god, I feel psychotic. I feel psychotic. Well, you have a week before you start too, right? Yeah. So you have a little time to adjust and like chill and get I don't know, get your feet back underneath you. Edit this podcast. Yes, edit this (laughs) podcast. You got a lot of work to do. (laughs) But I literally hate that feeling of the first day at a new company. I, I swear to God, every single job I've ever had the first day, I halfway through, I text Steven like, I need to quit. I can't do this because <laughs> it's so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like coming into a new place, not having any friends. I have no one to eat lunch with. Like, where am I yeah. going to eat lunch in a bathroom stall? Yeah. Like I'm in middle school. Like it's scary. And then, you know, you want to like make friends with people, but you don't know what they're like yet. You don't know what's safe to talk about. You don't even know if you like them. And then it's, and you don't know what you're doing. Like, you don't know how any of the systems work. Mm -hmm. You can't get any work done. I I hate it. I remember starting at Wayfair, which I was so excited to work at. I was like obsessed with when I worked there. Like the company in general was amazing. And I remember that first day going to my desk and being like, I hate this. I don't think I'm going to make any <laughs> friends. I I think everybody here hates me. And it was just so uncomfortable. But I feel like by the third day, I finally found out like, oh, the girl who sat next to me also started two weeks ago. And yeah. then it was like, OK, we'll get lunch together yeah. <laughs> and everything changes. So my recruiter um, texted me the other day and he was like, oh, do you know any other business analysts? Because we're looking for somebody else on Ooh. your team. And I was like, yes, that's yes. amazing. That means I'm not going to be the new person forever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the new person until this next person starts. Yep. Which is, <laughs> I know, coming. Which is incredible for me. Yeah. Like, I'm God, so pumped about that. <laughs> because when I first started at Rapid7, I think I talked about this in the last episode. Like, I didn't feel comfortable there until... Amy started who was also right. new and right. so like when she started we were both new and like what the fuck together yeah. you know <laughs> so that's how I think it's gonna happen again where like yeah. this new person's gonna come in and me and that person are gonna be homies yeah, because we're both sure. gonna be like what the fuck's going on well here? and also by then you'll like know enough to be like don't worry I'll show you the ropes yeah and then you'll be like the cool like older <laughs> sister to them like yes. hanging out yes. introducing them to everyone yeah yep. it'll be way better yep. that's so exciting I'm thrilled for you thank you um but, also yeah. are you wearing a Taylor Swift folklore album cardigan Oh, I just noticed it. I sure am. And I'm obsessed with it. It's <laughs> yes, so cute. It's got cute. the stars on the sleeves. Oh my God. I love I it. Love as soon it. as she dropped her album, obviously first of all, I was obsessed. But Duh, it's so second, good. I was like, I'm, I'm going to need to see this merch. And of course, the cardigan, obviously, because cardigan was the single. Yeah. She, that was like the first thing that I saw on the website. And I was like, do I own 100 sweaters? Yes. Could I use one more? 
Absolutely. Yes. So here we are. I think this is going to be like my unofficial podcasting sweater at this I point. Love it. I also I wore it at it. the beginning of our last episode. So this might just be my thing, but it's very cozy and I like it a lot. I accidentally bought it too big, though. Like this is definitely a size too big, but whatever. We love a cardigan that's just like a little bit big and cozy. Exactly. A little oversized. Yes. I mean, it's perfect for this time of year, too, because it's actually starting to get cold. I don't know what it's like in Boston today, but... It's dreary AF in Maryland. It is very rainy and sad. Um, Yeah, it's nice here, I think, today. I don't know. I, again, (laughs) have not been outside. It looks like the sun is coming in, so that's good. The sun is happening. There's sun outside. (laughs) What's happening with you? We've talked about me for so much. What did you do this week? Well, did you my quit your job too? I did not. No, my <laughs> week definitely has not been as tumultuous as yours. I will say that. Um, but it has been a little wild, I guess. I well, I honestly don't know that I did anything of interest this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I worked. I curled my hair. But other than that, I feel like this week was a lot of um, watching Gilmore Girls and. Also, the Marvel movies, because we had a Marvel trivia game at my office on Friday, which was really fun. One other thing that did happen to me this week was I found like three gray hairs and Stephen had to pluck them out of my skull. And don't get me started. I could show you. I could show you. You can see them. Okay, Stephen, though, I I went over to him and I asked him, like, can you look at these hairs? Are they gray or are they just really blonde? (laughs) So... I'm one foot in the grave. <laughs> well, I've had gray hair since middle school. How, how is that even possible? Yeah, just like like random strands. I don't know what it is. Trauma. I think it's genetic because my uncle and my cousin oh. also like started graying early. I mean, early gray hair, like, or what is it, like early onset grayness or something? <laughs> <laughs> Not, okay, no, that's early onset dementia, but you know what I mean. Oh my God. There's a thing, premature. That's it, prematurely gray. (laughs) Early onset gray hair. Okay, what? So fucked up. Oh no. I couldn't think of the word. Early onset gray hairs. Holy shit. That is a thing, though. Um, Well, anyway, that really startled me this week. But the thing I was going to say was we don't, Seaman and I don't often watch TV together because. Like, I mean, we do occasionally. We like to pick, like, one show that we always sit down and watch together. Mm-hmm. So recently, the show that we picked is Vampire Diaries. Oh, which my God. I never saw, which is, in hindsight, insanity, because I remember how Crazy. huge it was when it came yeah. out. But I never watched it. I think I was too busy watching other stuff, and I just, like, I don't know. I never got into it. But we oh started God, watching so it, and I'm obsessed with this mm-hmm. show, Oh my fucking god! Everyone in this show is literally thirty, <laughs> and they're trying to play teenager. Yeah. And like, no teenager looks like that. Absolutely not. No, like, it is nobody so that's sixteen looks like Damon Salvatore. No. None. And he's literally yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I hate that so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. What a show. Also, everybody's so hot. We could honestly start a whole different podcast about like the plot holes in Vampire Diaries because none of it makes any sense. I do love a good plot hole. But, but. you know what? For good entertainment, you just have to pretend that it oh, doesn't yeah. exist. You know, like you see the plot hole and you're just like, 
okay, we're just going to move on. We're not even going to think about it anymore. <laughs> I accept this plot Next. hole. This is now fact. This is reality. Correct. We're moving on. Yeah. Yes. I mean, also in a show with like vampires and werewolves and shit, you got to take I mean, yeah. some incredulous You got to take it all with happenings. a grain of salt. Exactly. <laughs> but... Oh my god, I fucking love this show. I cannot get enough of it. I want to watch it all the time. We were just watching it this morning. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. I am very excited. Why do I like this show so much? (laughs) I wish I could explain it. I actually, in quarantine, have really been enjoying shows that are actually trash. Oh, same, 100%. And I think it's because we're not living a normal life right now since we're not getting the social... Like seeing our friends yeah. as much and like seeing people as often. Stimulation. That watching TV, like, yeah, exactly. It's like stimulation of like the social aspect of my brain that I'm not getting stimulation in enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. read the email that we got should we do our jobs <laughs> should we do our job <laughs> and get into the advice yeah i think we probably we should. should i think we should so we should. yeah just so everybody knows um we've got questions which is fucking yeah, lit fun. i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous people wouldn't have any to send in but that's dumb because people had shit to say i mean friendship issues abound and at, we should have already known this that's why we decided to start this podcast in the first place yeah. but we got some questions in and i'm very so excited good. there have been a couple that have literally blown me away so we're gonna get into one today that was emailed in i'll read the email to you jen and we are keeping it anonymous. Yes, this is an anonymous. I think most of our questions, honestly, are probably going to end up being anonymous because yeah. people don't want to put their friends on blast, which is literally what we're doing. Um, <laughs> so this is anonymous. Not going to say who it's from, but we got this cue. All right, ready? Yeah, read it. I've had a friend for anonymity. Nope. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that, that was going to happen when you tried to read that word. I knew that you were going to struggle with this Can word. Can I just not say it? And anonymity. I'll just say we'll call her Molly. It's anonymity. 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 My God. I, this is not, I'm a, I was an English major. Okay. Anyway. Oh my God. That was so good. Okay. Starting again. All right. I've had a friend. For anonymity's sake, I will refer to her as Molly. For a few years now, and we met during undergrad. We were really close at first and then drifted apart, and about a year after graduation, we reconnected and became very close again. We are quite different in the ways that we socialize, react to situations, and approach life in general, but this has never been a problem until around a year and a half ago when we got into a really dramatic public altercation that... I may or may not have instigated because I thought I was being a good friend by sticking up for Molly. We had a brief discussion about it, and I thought we had both gotten over it, but we ended up not talking for several months. I extended an olive branch after this, and she accepted, and we went back to being very close again, going out frequently, deep conversations, all that great friend stuff, until, once again, we got into a really dramatic public altercation that I may or may not have instigated, but I was (laughs) gone off the bud light, so I still don't really know what happened. Once again, I apologized, distanced, and she reached out mid-pandemic, and all seemed well. Now that socializing is becoming a little easier, it seems like she's keeping her distance. I completely understand that if it's what she's doing, 
Dramatic and public altercations really aren't becoming of women in their mid to late 20s, but quarantine really mellowed me out, and I feel like that era is behind me. Is there anything I can do to prove to her that I can be a better friend, or should I just wait it out? Thanks, ladies. Wow. Wow. First of all, I'm obsessed with the (laughs) phrase, gone off the Bud Light. That... Is so good. It's such a mood, truly. I'm gonna keep using that. Like gone off the white claws. Yes. Gone off the vodka (laughs) soda. Like that's it. Like I was gone off the fireball. That's iconic. It is iconic. This whole question. I mean, this whole email is iconic. To be honest. (laughs) Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts. I do too. Do you want to start? I would love to hear what you think. Just in general, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? I'm so interested in the public. Dramatic altercations. Like, Like what happened? Yeah. I feel like I need to know just because I want to know. I don't need to know what happened to give advice. I just want to know. Yeah. Um, Because I love tea. (laughs) Because we love tea. Yes. But I am really glad that this girl that sent this in is mellowed out now because I, I don't like the phrase becoming of a woman, but I don't personally like having dramatic like fights with people yeah. ever I mean I'm not really I don't like confrontation very much yeah I tend to which avoid honestly it. I tend to avoid confrontation which sometimes gets me in trouble because like same. I will like bottle up my feelings same, and then same. not say anything and then blow up um I honestly think the best way to fix this is to just tell her yeah I think that communication is so important in relationships mm-hmm. and friendships and if you want her this girl to know that you are not interested in having any more dramatic confrontations and, and altercations tell her that like yeah. just let her know that you've thought about it and like you want to apologize I also think that a lot of people think that apologizing means that you're Mm. putting the blame on yourself yeah exactly you're accepting fault for it yeah yeah but like I think that it's really important first of all to understand to know when you Mm -hmm. were wrong but also I think it's really important to apologize even if you don't think that what you did was wrong but just apologize for how you made somebody feel 100% so like if she said to this girl like you know I've had a lot of time to think about our friendship and everything during quarantine because I've been quarantining I think that like the public whatever you want to call it (laughs) the public altercations that we've had in the past were not my best side and like I'm sorry for you know, doing that to you and making you feel uncomfortable because I think I did make you uncomfortable and like I don't want to have that hanging over our friendship anymore. Okay, so I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Obviously, communication is key and I also preach that. But I do kind of have a qualm that I feel like maybe we can debate a little bit. I feel like her friend Molly is also at fault. This bitch literally like just ghosts her because she's upset with her. Like, I get that she obviously... Okay, a public altercation is bad. Yeah, obviously, we get that. I mean, making a scene sometimes is justified, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. after this summer, and, like, this is um, in no way the same as, like, you know, getting in a drunk fight with somebody outside of a bar, but, like, after seeing the shit that's been going on in this country and how important protesting has been and how, like, sometimes you gotta do the dramatic thing to get shit done... I feel Mm -hmm. like 
sometimes a public altercation is actually needed. And for me, I mean, I... It's hard because I can see both sides. Like, I can imagine being in this friend Molly's shoes and being like, whoa, I thought we were really close. We were getting along super well, but I just saw a side of her that I never have seen before, and it kind of freaked me out. And now I'm not really sure Mm -hmm. how I feel about her as a person. And I can also see our person who wrote in our listener saying like, well, I, you know, did this crazy thing and that wasn't, you know, quote unquote becoming and maybe I shouldn't have done this in this situation and now I'm much more chill. But also Molly is, I mean, it takes you to tango. Molly is just as required to communicate here. And the fact that she hasn't said anything and instead just like doesn't talk to her and essentially ghosts her and they don't speak for months. Like, that's crazy yeah, I would to agree. me. That's really weird. I feel like a real friendship, you have to fucking talk about that shit. I can't even imagine months going by and not talking to my closest friends in some form or another. And if something was bothering me that much that I didn't want to talk to them, I wouldn't just be like, well, I guess there's nothing I can do. I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. Like, no, I'd obviously say something because their friendship is important to me. So that really bothered me about this question is like, you know, maybe it's obviously we don't know exactly what happened, but we can speculate it's possible that our listener maybe was acting inappropriately in these instances. (laughs) Maybe she was a little intoxicated and she was gone off the butt light, okay? Like she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. (laughs) But like we all make mistakes and I think that... Our listener didn't say, but I kind of gather just even from the way that this is written that she probably did reach out to Molly and say like, hey, you know, what's going on? How are you? Yeah. I mean, she does say like, I extended an olive branch and she accepted. And then she said like, I thought we had both gotten over it, but we ended up not talking for seven months. So like that right there, there's definitely some sort of miscommunication there, right? Like how did Molly let, should we like name the I don't know. I just keep... (laughs) Like, let's just call her Sarah. Sarah, sure. Okay, so Sarah is the listener yes. now, and Molly is the other so friend. So everybody that she's can keep about. track. <laughs> yeah, keep up. Keep up, everybody. Okay, so like, if Molly made Sarah think that she was fine, mm-hmm. and she wasn't, and then wasn't, yeah. that's not yeah. good either. Because, like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It wasn't a big deal, even if it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because then, how Sarah can't read her exactly. mind. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way for Sarah to be like, oh, she's saying that she's fine, but she's not. Just say what you want (laughs) to say. Like, be honest and say, you know what? Hey, I'm so pissed about this. Either, you know, I need some space for a little bit to, like, cool myself down or, like, I want to talk to you about this and, like, actually be okay with it. I think that happens a lot of times in friendships where... It's happened to me millions of times because I don't like confrontation because it's hard to share feelings. Like it's really hard to be vulnerable. It's easier to just stop talking to somebody. So I avoid having that hard conversation that I know is going to be really hard and difficult and not fun. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know what? I feel shitty. So I'm just going to pull away. But that's not good in a relationship at all. Not for a strong friendship. Like even a not strong friendship, I feel like. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely like... You definitely have to pick your battles, right? Yeah. If you don't think that the friend is worth it. That's a separate issue. Yeah. But I think in Molly's sake, she should have said to Sarah, hey, that public altercation that you started really 
made me uncomfortable yeah. and here's why. Yeah. And I either need some space or tell me more about why you did that. How can we avoid this in the future? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think asking for an explanation is definitely... I think it would help a lot in this situation. If I put myself in Molly's shoes, I feel like I would need to know what was even Mm -hmm. behind that kind of a reaction to whatever happened. Like, was it because if she feels like, whoa, this is totally unjustified. This is crazy. I don't know why she's acting like this. Then you should ask, hey, what the heck happened? Did we trigger a nerve or something like we didn't even realize? But yeah, without asking, you know, Sarah's never going to know that she needs to explain it. And also in Sarah's eyes, maybe it seems totally normal and justified. Like maybe Mm -hmm. some guy was being a dick and she was like, okay, I got to put this guy in his place, which if that is what happened, God bless. Right. But like, yeah, not having that understanding of why somebody feels the way they do, that's the part that is going to connect you and make you better friends, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing that keeps coming up for me is... What does this friendship mean? Based on the things that Sarah wrote and how she said, you know, they're having deep conversations and they're really bonding, it sounds like it's pretty deep. It sounds pretty serious. It sounds like the kind of friendship that you might have for years because Mm -hmm. you connect on like a really deep level. Yeah. If that is what Sarah wants and what Molly wants, then then this kind of communication is 100% necessary because you're not going to have it unless you can continue to communicate even about the hard stuff. Well, yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting because she noted that they're super different Mm. in like the way that they socialize react to situations and approach life in general, which I honestly think a lot of times that makes the best friendships yeah. because opposites attract or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but like genuinely they do because you can share like your opinion yeah. with them and they're going to have a different opinion and you can like completely expand your horizons by just talking yeah, to them. Definitely. And you can teach each other things too, which is really nice. And people who have mm-hmm. different experiences can help you understand just, I mean, a variety of other humans, like being close to somebody who isn't exactly the same as you is going to make you a more well-rounded person at the end of the day. Totally. So yeah, I think that's a good point. I forgot that she mentioned that because I do think that's very pertinent in this instance that Mm -hmm. Molly seems like the kind of person who obviously would never have a reaction like Sarah did to these, you know, events. But it also sounds like she's not maybe as good at communicating because Sarah extended the olive branch. Sarah is able to admit, Hey, I, you know, I made a mistake. I'm at fault, but Molly just can't seem to be able to do that. And that, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It kind of concerns me. I don't think that there's like no hope for their friendship. I think there definitely is, but I think there needs to be a real decision on Sarah's part about how deep they want this friendship to be. Do they want this to be a friend Mm -hmm. who they have for years? They're super close to each other. You know, as they get older, they share their lives together with their families and stuff. Or is this just going to be a friend who like you have, you see when you see them and it's nice and you go out and have a good time and you don't really get that deep? And it, do- it doesn't ever amount to anything that intense and serious because that's fine too. You know, you can't you right. can't be best fucking friends with every single person you meet. So true. <laughs> like, you need to draw a line somewhere. As much as you and I both would want yes. to do that. <laughs> as much as I we try can't. to make every single person my best friend. <laughs> I like, realistically, it's not going to happen. You can't, you just can't keep up with that many people, which we also mm-hmm. said on our last episode. So 
I think that kind of decision needs to be made on Sarah's part first. And if the choice is, yeah, I do want us to be like best friends and we have each other for years and years. Like if they mean that much to Sarah, Mm -hmm. then I think she needs to bring this up with Bali. I think it's safe and fine to mention all the stuff about, you know, I've mellowed out personally. I don't really think it should even be necessary. I think that if Molly really cares about Sarah and really wants to have her in her life as much as Sarah wants Molly, then she should accept her, like, and accept the fact that, like, she had a reason. And even though she's not going to, you know, get as drunk now and go totally Mm -hmm. off the rails, like, she wasn't doing it out of harm or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now we're also getting into this tricky territory of, like, you know, you don't want somebody in your life who's maybe toxic or anything like that. Hopefully Molly doesn't feel that way because it definitely doesn't sound like that to me. Like based Mm -hmm. on what Sarah wrote, I don't think that she's a bad person. I don't think that she's made any huge mistakes other than maybe having too much Bud Light, which who hasn't made that mistake? Am I right? (laughs) Who hasn't been gone off the Bud Light? It happens to the best of us. So, you know, it's just a part of being a human and growing up and all that other shit. So I feel like I, I don't know. I just feel like Molly kind of needs to get her shit together. <laughs> I think you also touched on an interesting point about the fact that they have different communication styles mm-hmm. is what it feels yeah, like. Definitely. And I don't think that it's a bad thing to have different communication styles with your friends as long as you know what your friend's communication style is Ooh. and they know your communication style. That is a very good point. Because I think that that's where a lot of miscommunication happens mm-hmm. is like, You're saying something one way or you're communicating in one way and they're not understanding the way that you communicate. And so they misconstrue what you're what you're saying. Right. So like, you know, I'm imagining them the first time that that this happened. She says we had a brief discussion about it and I thought we had both gotten over it. Like to me, that's like they have different communication styles and they don't know each other's communication styles. Right. Like Molly was probably like. Still upset, but wasn't really letting it on. So she was kind of just like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And Sarah was probably like, great, right. cool, we're done. Right, because why would Molly tell me that unless it was true? Why would she right, sugarcoat but Molly it? Molly was probably trying to sugarcoat mm-hmm. it and trying to make herself feel better about it and really wasn't actually over yeah. it. And then, you know... She could have said, okay, you know what? I accept your apology for what happened, but like, I don't want it to happen again. Yeah. And then it did happen again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it affected Molly so much because she was probably, after the first time it happened, she was probably like, you know what? I don't think that I want you to do that again. Right. Or maybe she thought like, oh, this must have been this one really weird situation. And I'm sure this isn't like a habit or normal or whatever. So even though it made me really upset, I'm not going to tell Sarah how upset I was because it's probably not necessary. Like, avoid that difficult conversation entirely. But then how does Sarah know to not do it again? Yeah, exactly. Because Molly didn't tell her, hey, don't do that again. That made me really upset. Mm -hmm. Sarah just is living her life, continuing to be Sarah, which, like, is great. (laughs) And we love being ourselves, right? So, like, she probably didn't think that it was that big of a problem. And so that's why I think it's literally just all coming out of a miscommunication. Yeah. And I'm I'm so nervous that I'm going to repeat that so many <laughs> times in this podcast because I honestly think that 
all fights come from miscommunication. Yeah, it's the root of all evil for sure. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I feel the same way. I also am very curious about what she mentioned near the end, that socializing is becoming a little bit easier, and it seems like she's keeping her distance. Molly is keeping her distance. Because, I mean, obviously, everybody's probably listening to this when COVID is still happening. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, socializing is just different in general right now. And Correct. I'm curious to how... Sarah feels like Molly's keeping their distance still because mm-hmm. I'm I want to know. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing I said before. Like, is Sarah reaching out and not getting anything back, or is she planning things that they could do with groups of friends? And Molly's just like not showing up or not being involved. Like, what yeah. is actually happening there? Because I think that also could say a lot. Well, and I think coronavirus and the global pandemic adds like a completely another layer yeah. to this, right? Because now. <laughs> If they want to see each other, they it sounds like they had the kind of friendship where they were going out, getting drunk together, mm-hmm. whatever, which isn't really a thing that people can <laughs> yeah, do <very> now. True. <laughs> so it also might just be that, like, they have different opinions of what kind of friendship they want to have with each other. Mm. Right. So like to Sarah, she might be like, oh, we're not just friends that go out and get drunk together. So like yeah. now that I can, I feel more comfortable seeing people and getting dinner. I want to get dinner with Molly. Right. But Molly might be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to see Sarah again until we're like able to go get drunk again because that's what we do. Yeah. That's what, what our friendship is. In the past. Yeah. Yeah. So it also could just be like different expectations with the friends. Yeah. And then I also think that if it's not that, which it might not be, it could also be that like maybe Molly is more stressed and anxious about this global pandemic than Sarah is, which is totally fair. Everyone's dealing with this completely differently. And so maybe Sarah is like, oh, I'm more comfortable going out with people now, so let's get dinner. But Molly is like, I'm still not, you know? (laughs) People feel differently. And I think that we as humans have to respect what our friends yeah. feel and what they how they're feeling about the global pandemic because none of us fucking know how to deal yeah, with this. Damn, you're really hitting the nail on the head right now for me, Jen. I because I was gonna say, boom, baby. Even you and I, I think, feel differently about the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm, totally. Because and it, we're so fucking similar. But even we mm-hmm. have our like nuances to what totally. safe means for each of us yeah. it's just so gray it is and like i mean i definitely don't want this to become like a covid friendship podcast but <laughs> unfortunately we are starting it in the middle of covid so you know suck it up well nothing like a global pandemic to get us to start a podcast <laughs> correct um but i this actually happened to me where i was going to visit my best friend heather and we love well, Heather. Yes, she's, she's great the gal. best. My Big fan. Beautiful maid of honor. Um, but yeah, I was going to visit her and her husband. And this was during obviously COVID. But we both knew that we were going to be safe because we had recently seen family and we both have very at risk families. So we had kept each other like quarantined in leading up to that visit. So we knew that we were going to be OK if we saw each other afterwards. And we have a group of friends that we've been like the closest with since literally elementary school. And another member in our group lives really close to me too. So we wanted to invite her and I was really excited about seeing her, but I was so petrified about 
getting exposed. Like that mm-hmm. is the name of the game. Like, what yeah. am I going to get exposed? What's going to happen? Am I going to get COVID? Am I going to die? Am I not mm-hmm. going to be able to see my family? Like, you right. know, all the scary thoughts. And it was probably the first really intense and very uncomfortable conversation I had to have with somebody about coronavirus and safety and all that. Because ultimately what ended up happening was I asked our friend uh, and if she felt like she had social distanced enough, like what had she been doing? And I asked for specifics. I said, who, who have you seen? How close were you to them? All that stuff. And ultimately her level of safety was not the same as mine. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can see you. So mm-hmm. I went to go visit Heather and she couldn't come. And that was so hard. I felt so fucking guilty for, I mean, weeks. I still kind of feel guilty, to be honest, <laughs> um, because it just sucks to tell your friend, like, I don't want to see you. And it's not that I don't want to see you. It's just I feel like too scared to see you because yeah. I'm worried I could die. <laughs> It also weirdly feels like if you're asking somebody about like how they're social distancing or how they're like if they've been safe or whatever, Mm -hmm. it also feels like some sort of personal judgment Mm -hmm. attack, which like I don't think it is. No, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. But it's just how it feels like if if someone is like, oh, well, like, what have you been doing? Where have you been? It's like. Oh my god! It um, at first, but then you're like, yeah. okay, no, I get it. Oh, I definitely felt that way. <laughs> yeah, and I've done that too, where like you know, my my family has a lake house, and we've invited people up, mm-hmm. but we've invited people up that we know and we know have been like relatively yeah. safe. Yeah, and I remember like asking people that I was inviting, like, okay, what have you been doing? Are you safe? Are you social distancing? Like. Where have you been? What have you been doing? And that just feels so weird to be asking yeah. that. Well, and the thing that I always think about, too, when it comes to like that feeling of like, oh, does this person think I'm judging them is in my head, which obviously this is not how people feel. This is like a scenario I'm making up in my anxiety brain. But in my head, I'm, I keep thinking like, oh, my God, they're going to think I'm asking them this because I don't think that they are safe or totally. because they're like. Or I think that they're being reckless. That's what they're going to mm-hmm. think when I say, hey, have you been like mm-hmm. near people without a mask on? Right. And that's obviously not the case. Like everybody understands that this is what's going on right now. Right. And I'm not asking that because I don't trust them. It's just because I need to know, like everybody's mm-hmm. definition of safe is different. And nobody really knows what is good and bad at this point. Like, even six months in, there's so much we still don't know. So, But I think that that's why communication now is more important than ever. Oh, because yeah. Because I, I have had a lot of problems with my friendships this this coronavirus season. <laughs> because, AKA 2020. <laughs> yeah, because I just think that we haven't been clear about how we're feeling about coronavirus, right? Like, yeah, I have some, some friends that are like, super anxious about coronavirus and feeling really stressed and like everything that they feel is totally fair and normal mm-hmm. because nobody knows how to deal with this. Yeah. But I have kind of taken it in my brain, my anxiety brain <laughs> as like they don't want to see me yeah. because I feel less, a little bit less anxious than they do. And right. so it's like just because we're not being clear with how we're feeling about coronavirus makes it harder to like maintain the friendships and like, see each other or whatever because they feel like I'm judging them and I feel like they're judging me for the way that we're handling this global pandemic Mm. which is 
true to an extent, to be honest. <laughs> like, there's no way that they're not judging me for, you know, seeing people yeah. outside or whatever it might Flying be. To and yeah, right. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. that was stupid, but like, whatever, I did it. Um, and actually, flying felt very safe, I will say. That's good. Happy to hear but that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, people just have different different levels of, of what they're comfortable with. And I don't think that we should be judging people for how they're feeling about coronavirus. I just think that we need to be understanding and also communicate how we feel yeah. about it. Well, and that's the thing that I also feel like is important to mention, especially in relation to this question with COVID in mind is for me, I mean, to be frank, I'm not going to see every single person that I'm friends with right now. Like there are a lot of people who I, even if I trust them and I think they're smart and all that other good shit, I'm still not going to see them just because I don't feel like I need to. It's not a Mm -hmm. necessary risk right now, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the question I have for Sarah is, do you feel like is Molly going to be that friend that you're like, I'm going to introduce them into the fold? Because Mm -hmm. that is a question you need to ask yourself right now. Like, is it, is it worth it? Is this a risk that I'm willing to take? Because at the end of the day, like it's important for our friendship that we do see each other or, you know, like seeing each other isn't going to present too much risk because I already trust Molly, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's I think an important thing to talk about as well. And especially because Molly might not feel the same. Like Molly, Molly might be out here. Like I still wear rubber gloves to the grocery store. Like I can't, I can't fucking do Mm -hmm. this, which more power to you. If you're still wearing rubber gloves to the grocery store, good on you. I could never buy rubber gloves. They all sold out, but (laughs) I, I'm happy for everybody. Like hit those safety points that you need to hit. That is important. Whatever makes you feel safe. Yes. But in Molly's case, like, Maybe she's like, uh, actually, I'm not fucking with anyone. Like, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm going to sit in totally. the dark by myself. I don't know. Maybe she lives yeah. at home. You know, there's a lot yeah. of unknowns there. But I, I do think that not seeing somebody in person doesn't mean you can't communicate with oh, them. Oh, very true. Yeah. For example, I think that you and I have actually communicated more now because yeah. of covid but yeah. like obviously you don't even live in boston so we're <laughs> communicating via facetime zoom texting snapchat yeah. whatever like there's so many different ways of communication instagram snapchat whatsapp face like tiktok facebook messenger yeah. like fucking carrier pigeon whatever like Skype i'm now if getting you're in 2007 handwritten letter. send a fucking handwritten letter <laughs> there's so many different ways to communicate so even if it's covid related and molly doesn't want to see sarah they can still communicate if that's the type of friendship that they want to have yeah. right like if they're if they want to have like you said that kind of friendship where they're like talking about their feelings and sharing their lives and whatever there's ways to do that where you don't have to see them yeah Definitely. I also wonder, I guess I'm just curious how they're communicating now because talking about this stuff, like this is kind of heavy shit talking to somebody about like, hey, I mean, it basically is the what are we conversation. (laughs) But for a friendship, like, what are we like? What's going on? Are we going to be best? Define the friendship. Yes. Let's define the friendship. DTF also stands for down to fuck, but also define the friendship. Down to friendship in this case. Down to friendship. (laughs) That's beautiful. But I feel like this conversation, I don't know how you feel, but I kind of feel like it needs to happen like maybe on FaceTime. 
I agree. I think yeah. FaceTime is the best. Like way I can't to imagine texting this. I think texting this would no. cause more issues, if anything. Well, because texting you're completely missing like the nuance. Two of three senses that you're getting from a communication. Like you need to be able to like hear the inflection in yeah. the voice and you need to be able to see facial body language at least. Yeah. You know, not necessarily full body, but like the <laughs> yeah. facial expressions and shit. Yeah. Those are very important. So I think there's no way that you could have a conversation about this via text or else no. not successfully, at least it's going to go down a dark path. Yeah. Also, because you can like really think about what you're going to say. Texting fights or texting like hard conversations <sighs> are worst. like really just give me so much anxiety. Oh, my God. Same. A hundred percent. They're bad. So, yeah. yeah, I think a FaceTime is necessary because it is really hard to be vulnerable. But I think that if it's a friendship that matters and both of them care about it, they need to be like, listen, we're about to be vulnerable. Like, let's just fucking do this. Yeah. Tell me how you're feeling and I'll tell you how I'm feeling because that's the best way to have a conversation with somebody. Like I recently had a a hard conversation with a friend and at first it was very like we were both being very defensive mm. and aggressive, right? Because we weren't ready to be vulnerable yet. So we were like shouting and like, it was loud and Ooh. aggressive and I wanted to be out of there. Yeah. But then when we started to be vulnerable, it was so much easier. Yeah. Like there were tears involved, whatever. Using those I feel statements. Yeah. We love an I feel statement. Really being open and being like, okay, you know, I felt this and you felt this. And when you did this, I felt like this. Yeah. I know that it's like very therapy like and whatever, but it's so important because if you're not being vulnerable, then you're being defensive and you're being aggressive. And like, it's easier to be angry than it is to be vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, anger is that wall that you put up because of the fear of vulnerability, right? Yeah. That's what you do in place of it because you don't, you can't show weakness. Right. Um, but yeah, Are I mean, therapist, I mean, well, listen, I was going to say, I've actually been talking about this in therapy a lot because <laughs> having those difficult conversations, it ain't a thing for me. Like I'm like difficult conversation. S- who? No, 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 no. I'm not interested. <laughs> I will bottle this up. I will take this. Off. I'm going to go yum, yum, yum. Just eat it all up and yep. stick it inside my body and <laughs> say, what? and we laugh about There's it. nothing happening here. <laughs> like truly could not avoid them harder and my therapist obviously is like you know that feeling of anxiety you get because you're avoiding a hard conversation we could stop that from happening if you had the hard conversation so we've been talking a lot about making other people feel kind of like welcome to share why like that vulnerable part that you're Mm -hmm. talking about why do they feel the way that they feel because you can't come to an agreement you can't come to an understanding until you understand how you got there in the first place like totally why why did you decide that that was the right choice to make okay now i need to hear that like what was the thought process what did Mm -hmm. where were you coming from and Mm -hmm. then you can say okay well this is why i thought this was the right choice and then it's like oh now we get it it all makes Mm -hmm. sense but beautiful. You can't if you come to the conversation saying you fucked up, that was the wrong choice, they're going to be like no, you fucked up <laughs> and you like right. can't you can right. never agree. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's not good crucial. when two people are on the offense in yeah, a no. conversation or like or both defensive, you know. Yeah. Did we answer the question? 
Honestly, <laughs> unsure. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. I feel like we had so much to say. I just, I don't know. I feel, I feel strongly that Sarah is, is not at fault and I just want her to feel okay. <laughs> but I do think that Sarah is the one who wants to fix this. Yeah. She's the one who's going to instigate it. And I don't it, think that seems, that's a bad thing sure. because I I don't think no. that there's anything wrong with being the bigger person in a situation or or whatever. I think that that's yeah, great. I agree. And you don't know what's going on in Molly's head. Like Molly could be, you know, a ball of anxiety around the global pandemic. Like you don't know what, what Molly's going through. So I think yeah. that it's definitely worth Sarah reaching out to her. Yeah, I think so too. And having that tough conversation. I mean... It's just going to make her feel better about the friendship, no matter yeah. what the outcome is, because Molly might say, you know what? I just don't know if I'm like ready to be your friend again. Yeah. You know, Sarah needs to know that. So yeah. honestly saying, hey, I know that these public altercations have kind of been a problem for us in the past. And like I've been doing a lot of thinking in quarantine and, you know, I feel like really mellowed out these days and I I want to like you know, mend our friendship because you mean yeah. a lot to me and I miss you and like, let's talk, you know, and yeah. then have that conversation from there. Yeah, 100 percent. I agree. I think I I don't know if that's the answer that Sarah was looking for, but I think we're in agreement. It definitely sounds like communication is needed here. And I think both sides could stand to improve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I think so. there's nothing wrong with Sarah saying like, I need you to tell me when things are upsetting you in our friendship. Like there's nothing wrong with Sarah saying, Molly, tell me what the fuck is up. You know what I mean? Like tell me when you're mad at me (laughs) and don't sugarcoat it for me because that's not good. And that's not helpful for me. I can't be a better friend to you if you don't tell me how to be a better friend. Right. Like I feel lost. I feel in the dark when you're not talking to me and I'm not entirely sure why. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I feel like, I don't know if we answered the question, I think but. I did. No, I, I think, think we, we got did. to the heart of it. <laughs> yeah, we did a good job. I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah, I mean, we, we did it. We did a we did a lot of hard we work. We talked okay? a lot. We did a good job. Which is classic. Um, <laughs> classic two friends talking too much oh man we are who we are we are it was fun though i loved it i'm very happy that we got to do this and i'm sure we'll have a lot of really great questions to answer in upcoming episodes as well so if you guys have uh any questions similar to our listener sarah who that's not her real name by the way just as a reminder yeah um (laughs) Send them to us. It is nofilterfriendship yes. at gmail.com. Nofilterfriendship at gmail.com. No spaces. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. Send us your problems and we'll, yes. we'll try to help you. We'll probably just go on a rant like we just did, but <laughs> yeah, we'll come back. We'll around. eventually maybe help you. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social, you can. Yay! We are at no filter friends with a z so f-r-i-e-n-d-z everything else is spelled normal and that is on twitter and instagram go follow us you know like our pictures or something i don't know yeah (laughs) you can reach out to us there as well and 
yeah, feel free to send in cues there. Mm-hmm. We are going to be checking on all different platforms. We'll be engaging with you guys. We're really excited to get to know you more. Yay. And we're also going to be back with another episode next Friday. Hell yeah. No so, filter friendship Friday. What's up? Hell yes. So please remember to listen in. It'll be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good shit that you hear on all the other podcasts. You got to do it here too. So We will be back. And until then, I hope everybody has a great week. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.